hello, hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of the Black Esquire Podcast. This is a safe space where we discuss how to live your best life as a young professional navigating the Black experience in corporate America. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Michelle Jenkins, and I dreamt up this space because I got tired of having conversations about all the topics my colleagues and I simply hadn't covered in graduate or undergraduate school. So in true BEP fashion, I, of course, have to let you know what I'm sipping on. I'm sipping on Honey Jack and Coke, uh, one of my favorites. If you like what you hear today, please be sure to visit our website at www.blackesquirepodcast.com. We have there an opt-in newsletter and have all things Sophista Ratchet to help you get through the time in between our episodes. (laughs) Um, The blog posts vary in terms of what they talk about and it's all type of sort of valuable and useful information like how to sort of manage your student loans and um, how to use dating apps, all types of things we tend to sort of peruse. You can also find us on IG and Facebook at the handle Black Esquire Podcast, all one word. And you can also join in the conversation at uh, at the Fellowship, our closed Facebook group. So now that we've said that, we are on part two of your uh, career refresh starter kit. So if you tuned into our last episode, we talked about resume writing tips and sort of cover letter, cover letter promulgation tips. Now we're going to talk about interview preparation. As I said in the last episode, interview preparation and interviews are where you kind of sealed the deal. Um, however, I am involved in a lot of our hiring decisions at my current work and um It's very clear to me that a lot of people don't prepare for interviews. Preparing for an interview is an art that I guess few master. And as someone who has to hire employees, I've seen firsthand how unprepared folks can be for interviews. Merely merely showing up is nowhere near enough. And I just want to encourage you guys to do a little bit more. First of all, let's start with the basics. You've got to research the company. Um, Researching the company is, to be honest with you, just bare bones. That's just, you know, knowing the company you're signing up to sort of work for, knowing what the position description is, knowing um, what is expected of that position and, and and being okay with asking questions if you don't understand those things or if that's not available on a website of some sort or you can't sort of do an informational in- interview with someone um, related to the actual um, space. So um, the next step after you've researched the company is re- to research the actual interviewers. Always research your interviewers. <laughs> you should kind of feel like You've stalked them a little bit. (laughs) So start with a Google and LinkedIn search. That's just your sort of basics. Um, And what you want to be looking for is things like what schools did they attend? And um, sometimes it can be helpful to get a gauge on their ages or their career history um, and or their career history. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of times the way you would speak to someone might differ according to their age. It's a part of it's a huge part of target market research in um, in what's called a, a sales approach. So 
understand that an interview is literally just a sales pitch of yourself. And so um, that's why I suggest that you get a gauge on their ages and their career history and things. Um, that way you can understand them on the on the level of professionalism that they happen to be on. Additionally, get an understanding of where they have lived and maybe even their political views from 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 the types of articles they sort of like or share or publish on LinkedIn. Um, In a time like now that's really politically polar, it might be great to know if someone so happens to be a Trump supporter and you're going to work for them or, you know, yeah, that's just great to know. Not necessarily that it means that you shouldn't work for them, but uh, you should know that going in, what they advocate for and what they don't advocate for and things like that. Um, or even, you know, if they've won any awards from a professional organization, the professional organization that they won the award from might say a lot about them um, and tell you more about what they believe in and what they're active in um, and things like that. How folks who are really serious about their career a lot of times are active in a lot of professional organizations that show where their passion lies with regards to that particular profession. So that's a big deal and that can be really helpful. Um, And so then the last step, if you have like a second interview or if you're really excited about this particular job, you might want to do the deep dive. Um, and what I, what I call the deep dive is going to see if they have any type of a social media account and or finding something, anything personal that you might be able to relate to them on. Did they run the same race that you ran um, a marathon or a 5K or something? Are they a political enthusiast? Are they um, a dog lover? How many, you know, these types of things. Um, do they love to cook? All these things. This, These small details just really help humanize your interviewer and it helps to really ease your nerves And sometimes it may even spark excitement in you about your new employer. Just as much as you are being interviewed, you should also be interviewing your employer and getting a sense of if you can work well together, if they will provide a space for you that will nourish you professionally, or if they are, or if it's going to be a situation where it's going to be like guerrilla warfare, it's going to be all every man for himself, every man or woman for themselves. Um, You need to know that ahead of time going into things, um, because that could really change your approach to that particular um, employer. So just think, give that some thought and uh, feel free to shoot me an email, a DM, a personal message if um, you have questions about that. Okay, so (laughs) preparing for an interview. My favorite part of preparing for any interview is a tip that I got from the podcast Dreams and Drive. It is to craft your elevator speech. So um, your elevator speech should ask, answer a few key questions. Who are you? What do you do? What, who do you serve and why? And why are you here interviewing for this job slash how does this position fit? Right. Um, so here's a quick elevator speech that I've given. So when people ask, say, hey, Michelle, so tell me a bit about yourself. I say, well, I'm. Um, a native of Milwaukee who who's found 
a home here in Chicago. I've been an attorney um, at a local state agency as general counsel there for some time. And I'm looking for a position um, where I can continue to serve the voiceless uh, in a way that is more direct and, and more directly related to legislation and policy. I think that I could be an asset in this space because I bring a very logical, very um, legally uh, informed mind that adds a certain value outside of what is already here in the practical sense. That said, I'm really excited about this dynamic team and blah, blah, blah. So um, that's typically how I answer that question. Um, that is my little short snippet of an elevator speech. My profession is very conservative, and therefore my elevator speech is very conservative. Um, I will go on to how you sort of add your sort of um, little je ne sais quoi to the situation. It's, it's uh, by developing canned answers in a little story bank. And so I'll tell you about that in a second. But just understand that this elevator speech is your base. And as you continue to practice it, you'll be able to use it to just sort of roll off your tongue. Um, and these are very key questions that you should be able to answer and should be able to say as quickly as I just said it, um, an elevator speech is appropriate for an elevator ride. Don't forget that. Don't get too wordy, but also don't be too brief. Um, people should walk away knowing exactly what you want out of the situation. So the next thing is you want to develop canned answers by developing the story bank that I just told you about. So in the Dreams and Drive podcast that I referenced just a second ago, she was saying, you know, you need to have something to say beyond just being able to say hi. Um, in fact, in the podcast, she recommends you read this book. The book is called um, How, to, How to Make Friends and Influence People. And um, I know that's like a really cliche uh, sort of um, uh, book title, but it's a really good book that really tells you about sort of if you struggle with sort of reading people and sales, because again, that's what an interview is. It's basically uh, like a timeshare presentation about yourself. Um, <laughs> you should definitely read that book, check it out or any sales book, really. Um, that is what an interview is. It is selling yourself. The better you can sell yourself, the better you can brand yourself, the better you can present a full brand to someone and say something beyond just what's listed on your resume, the better you're, you are going to be off in terms of separating yourself from the fray. Um, your story bank should include a few stories about your origination story. So my origination story is all about how in high school, my sister, who was my caretaker at the time, would come home from her very white collar job in corporate America. She was the only one in the household at the time with a white collar corporate America job and would come home and have all these demand for us, um, the the children that was li were living in her home and say, you know, you need a cover letter. We were in middle school and she's like, you need a cover letter. And and so um, my origination story is about, you know, the fact that because of her encouraging me to write the cover letter and write a resume in middle school by my freshman year of high school, I had my first job in a local senator's office. And um, as a result of that, and sort of I sort of go through the details of that and how that came to be. Um, it's a very, you know, like 
it humanizes me. It it brings people in. It makes people feel like they know me a bit. And without revealing um, unnecessary or maybe even embarrassing details about myself. So you need a story like that. You need a story then about um, some type of uh, challenge that you overcame Um whether it be in life or professionally, because there's always that question like, tell me about your weakness or tell me about a time when you did something wrong and how you did it to how you uh, attempted to recover from that. Something like that. You know, they always ask those questions. So make sure you're ready for that. And by developing that story. And then you also want stories about ways you've succeeded, you know, things that you've done to make yourself stand out and, and sort of um, shown your your ability to just be a better professional from day one to now, your sort of blossoming story. You want to talk about that. Um, and then finally, I think I think after you've developed your story bank with your three little buckets of stories that about origination, about how you've overcome challenges and sort of bragging on yourself, right, you at the end of it, want five strong questions to ask at the conclusion of the interview. I hate it when I ask somebody, hey, do you have any questions for me? And they're like, no, uh, I'm good. And it's it's just really a dull way to end an interview. It doesn't leave a really great impression. Think about the way people react when you ask a good question. They're like, oh, that was a really good question, you know, because they know that you put some thought into it. It shows people always assume when anybody when anybody asks a question, people always assume that you've kind of come up with that question just sitting there in front of them. They rarely ever expect that you've um, sort of like took some time to actually think about the questions. I don't know why that is, but you know, that's just something we assume. So let them assume that and look smart. Look like you really, you know, are like somebody that has that on the tip of your tongue. Um, a bunch of a five really strong questions. Um, so I really hope this was helpful and really hope that you go out there and smash your next interview. Um, live your, I, again, I hope that this helped you live your best life in corporate America. Thanks for tuning in.